blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are wrapping up the semifinals in our 2022 patron tournament. And I don't think we talked about it enough, but we called it the semifinals for my favorite comedy of all time, Coming to America, Semi, played by Arsenio Hall. I think it was just perfect. I love it. Semi. I thought you were going to say semi-pro. No, right. semi-pro's not. Are you Semi-pro on the tier of comedies of all time is not even close to coming to America. <laughs> no, not even close. But all right. In one corner is a man who tends towards the psychopathic behavior, especially towards his cousin. He throws a dummy off a bridge onto a highway, causing massive vehicle pileup. He plans to kill his own sister. I feel so bad for Elijah Wood because we have Jeremy, the good son, the good son. You guys remember the movie, the good son. I was just, that's what I was, that was I was referencing that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh come on. The good son. Hold on. I, I got, uh, is this, this might be copyrighted, but. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I thought, I thought the good son was, you know. Not a good movie, but still worth <laughs> referencing because people to remember remember it. So, all right, Jeremy, please remind everybody you have made it all the way to the semifinals, and uh, remind everybody about yourself and how awesome you are. Uh, I don't think I'm awesome, but uh, my name is Jeremy. I am uh, IT tech by day from the Chicago area. Here, uh, host a trivia stream once a week alongside Brian Nash uh, on my Twitch channel. I used to host in-person trivia and write a lot of trivia, uh, but then, you know, the pandemic happened and here I am. Now I'm sitting on podcasts a lot and I like it. (laughs) Good. Well, we like having you and your contestant for today is a man who is on fire. He is in fuego. He's flaming hot coming off his win against his good friend, Dan Lumberg. It's time to feel the burn. Because it's Michael Turner. Michael Turner, please uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm simply a schmo from Myrtle Beach who can't believe he's still in this tournament, quite frankly. Uh, this should be Dan Lundberg sitting here, but it's not. And I will uh, I will take that honor. Uh, I look forward to uh, this first uh, ever opportunity to face Mr. Goodson. And yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, final four. Who knew? Let's do it. Heck yeah. We're excited to have it. And we're also excited to talk about the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. 
In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomised from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right. Now that everybody knows the rules of our show, I want to get to know Jeremy and Michael just a little bit better. And you know what? Let's talk about live music. I want to know what is your favorite live concert that you've ever been to? Jeremy, take the honors. Oh, see, this is hard because I, I always have two that I mention when I do this. Uh, but I will say the one that made me a fan of somebody I never thought I'd be a fan of um, was a friend of mine had an extra ticket to see Bruce Springsteen at Wrigley Field. And I have I know some of his songs, but I was never a huge fan. Uh, it turned me into a fan. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, people of all ages, like, you know, five-year-old, they brought like a five-year-old girl up on stage to sing with them. who knew every lyrics to one of the songs and people were cheering her on. And the entire place was just energy the entire time. And I, I would say Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, if you get a chance to see him, that would be my uh, recommendation. Okay. Excellent. Uh I will say most energetic performance I've ever seen was Avenged Sevenfold, a band that I did not expect to like, but liked live was Imagine Dragons. And favorite concert of all time is Bare Naked Ladies in Columbia. Oh, damn, you made this hard. I, I thought <laughs> I thought it was going to be easy. I was going to be like, okay, it's obviously, it's obviously the boss. But then... But then you referenced one of my favorite live albums of all time, Rock Spectacle. Seen them 12 times. Which I've never seen either Bruce Springsteen or Bare Naked Ladies of all, like a uh, live period. But because I have a l- absolute adoration for Rock Spectacle, which is a live album from from bare naked ladies i i have to go uh, i have to go bare naked ladies i'm sorry boss that's fair uh that is fair <laughs> it's one of my favorite albums uh, yeah that's just lie. it's just a personal preference and so i'm gonna have to give this one to michael turner to start off awesome. i was actually listening to that album today that's so <laughs> good it is it's so, so good, good. <laughs> all right all right michael what category do you want to start things off uh movies Let's start off in the 50s. <laughs> All right. And we have a question from Will Boylan. What 1958 film starred Leslie Caron in the titular role? At the 31st Academy Awards, it won all nine of its nominations, holding the record for the highest clean sweep of nominations until Return of the King won all 11 of its nominations in 2004. You said 58? That is what I said. Okay. And one time or another, I knew all the Oscar winners in order. That time has come and gone. Oh my God. This was a mistake. Um, Karen in the titular. Um, I'll say Rebecca. That's not it. 
Rebecca is not it. No. Jeremy, can you steal? Uh, maybe. I'm trying. I'm doing the same thing, trying to rack my brain right. for the best picture winners. And 58? Yeah, that's the year. It's the year it came out. I, I don't know what's right because I cannot place Leslie Karen in my head. Um, I cannot place a role. Um, but around that time, I'm going to guess Gigi. Gigi is correct. Wow. Oh. Good job. Woo. Right, starting off with the steal. Good job. Oh, Mr. Was, Goodson. Well, there went my uh, get out of jail free card for the night. So, <laughs> Mr. Goodson, where do you want to go? Let's do. I'm going to change up a little from what I normally Let's do music. Oh, okay. Your decade is the 80s. All right. We got a question from Vernon Heggie. In the 1979 song Goodbye Stranger, Supertramp says goodbye to what two different women whose names put together are a colloquialism for reefer? Uh, If it's uh, only one thing I can think of is a two word name for reefer. So I'm just going to go with it and say Mary Jane. Mary and Jane is correct. There you go. Without that clue, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we are back to Mr. Turner. What category would you like? Television. TV. We're staying in the 80s. Okay. We've got a question from Ian Schultz. Lou Key is a chipmunk-like creature who hides in the background of nearly every episode of what animated spinoff show? At the end of the episode, he shows the viewer where he was hiding and talks about the moral the episode taught us. Animated spin-off show. Oh, God. Um, Say that Fraggle Rock was a spinoff of Sesame Street. I'll just guess Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? I know it's not right. The only thing that taught you a lesson was uh, G.I. Joe, because, you know, the more you know. (laughs) G.I. Joe is incorrect. Now, I mean, this was definitely a spinoff. Uh, I don't know if you guys, it was more um, marketed towards females, the young girls of the 80s, because it was She-Ra, Princess oh, of Power. Okay. She-Ra was what we were looking for. Gotcha. All right, Jeremy, we are back to you. What category would you like? All right, let's go toys and games. There it is. Your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What platformer video game franchise first released in 2002? Developed by Insomniac Games, it follows an anthropomorphic character of the species Lombax meeting his robot companion as a series of adventures ensue. Oh, great, great, great series. I believe that would be Ratchet and Clank. 
That is Ratchet and Clank. And I want to give a shout out to my old roommate, Jonathan Hunt, who I nicknamed Blade or who I called him Blade. But uh, he used to work for Insomniac Games and actually worked on some of the more recent Ratchet and Clank games. I love him. But yes, Ratchet and Clank. Great series. So. All right. Mr. Turner, what would you like? Uh, uh, Literature. Literature is going to come at you. We're staying in the 2000s. What author crossed the decade with a total of 67 weeks atop the New York Times fiction bestseller list during the 2000s? That was more than any other author. He did this with 30 different novels, often as a co-author. Fun fact, I just went to the Conway Library and uh, rented his first ever novel today. Uh, This would be James Patterson. Yeah. James Patterson is correct. Yeah, it's amazing little... how many of his books he didn't actually write. Yes. Exactly. Yes, I, I did. I, I threw out the hint of yeah. crossed the decade because yeah, Alex, yeah, okay. Alex All crossed. Right. <laughs> All right, thank you. I was uh, trying to get there, but I yes. guess. Thank you, sir. Well, yes, it was James Patterson. All right, uh, Jeremy, what what category would you like? Um, let's go. News and politics. Okay. We're still in the 2000s. Holy moly. All right. Okay. After Pope John Paul II died in April 2005, German-born Joseph Ratzinger was elected Pope and took what papal name and number? Oh, you need the full one. Um, I do. I know it was Benedict. And I think it was the 14th or 16th, 16th. I'm going to go Benedict the 16th. Benedict the 16th is correct. You saved yourself there, buddy. I did. did. (laughs) As I was saying it, I'm like, I'm terrible with numbers and that's not right. (laughs) Yes. Benedict the 16th. Uh, All right. We are back to Mr. Turner. Food. Food it is. We're going to the 50s. Oh, oh wow. All over. We have a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. What U.S. restaurant first opened in 1958? It offered an affordable banquet of salad bar, beef, and seafood. A big draw was their night or was their 99 cent steak dinners. Sounds delicious. Banquet seafood. I know there's a hint in there, and it's just not landing today. Uh, I'll say Golden Corral. It's not right. Golden Corral is not right. Uh, Jeremy, can you steal? Uh, can I get the question again? My wife actually walked in the middle of that and <laughs> did not catch any of it. Okay. What U.S. restaurant first opened in 1958? It offered an affordable banquet of salad of salad bar, beef, and seafood. A big draw was the ninety-nine cent steak dinners. Sounds delicious. Oh, I'm trying to remember what had steak and salad bars. I the only one that's coming to mind off the top of my head is Ponderosa, so I'm going to go with that. Ponderosa is incorrect. All right, John, you're a foodie. I don't know if you know this one, but. Um, 
Michael and you guys were both dancing around it. You guys had other, I think, probably like ripoff versions mm. or similar versions. John, do you know this one? Not off the top of my head, but I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. Uh, the sounds delicious for the sweet sizzle. It's uh, the sizzler. Sizzler. Uh, okay. I had I had the right concept, wrong brand. Yes, exactly. You guys both are right there for the concept. So, all right, uh, Mr. Goodson, we're back to you. Let us go slang. Yeah, sounds good. Your decade is the '60s. Okay. What slang term was given to drugs of the chemical class? called alkali nitrates that are inhaled. Although known for its practical therapeutical therapeutic applications, the first documented case of recreational use was in 1964. I've had this, this question for like, I swear, a year. <laughs> Read it one more time. I'm going to try to suss out the clue here. Okay. What slang term was given to drugs of the chemical class called alkyl nitrates that are inhaled? Although known for its practical therapeutic applications, the first documented case of recreational use was in 1964. Trying to think of any slang terms I know for drugs because I did not pull a single clue out of that one. One that I haven't heard brought up in a long time is the one I'm going to go with, and that's poppers. Poppers is correct. Seriously? Wow. Seriously is from the 60s. Well done. I realized I didn't put a single hint in there. But that's like later. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Why didn't I put a hint for poppers in there? But (laughs) you, you got it. Well done. Well done. All right, Mr. Turner, you can get fashion or sports. Sports. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your decade is the 70s. Though not the scoring force he was early in his, earlier in his career, what big man still knew how to use his body and won three straight rebounding titles from 71 to 73? Can you repeat it one more time, please? I can. Though not the scoring force he was earlier in his career, what big man knew how to use his body and won three straight rebounding titles from 71 to 73. Uh, I'm just going to guess Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain is correct. He was a scoring force on both sides of the court and off the court, if you know what I mean. I'm glad you got that because that was the only guess I had. What <laughs> basketball players do I know that played around right. that time? Wilt Chamberlain, yes. nothing else. Okay. All right. Let's wrap up this round in fashion yeah. for Jeremy. <laughs> and we'll finish up in the 70s. Okay. What fragrance introduced in 1973 was named after the man who founded Revlon? It's initial. It's Initial blue variety became the world's top-selling perfume within three years. It was composed of many scents, including citrus, tarragon, peach, vanilla, tiger blood, and jasmine. Huh. Trying to think if I can think of any fragrances named after a person or that could be a person's name is kind of the thing I'm in here. 
see if I were, who were the, see, I'm trying to rack my brain as who's the, who started Revlon, whose last name was Revlon. Um, okay. Think back to fragrances. My grandma or my mom had sitting on the <laughs> counter as a kid. There's a couple that had a name and you said it, you said it was a guy. Or did you not? Uh, I said after the man, the man who okay. founded Revlon. Okay, because one of them was definitely a female name. Um, one could be either. Uh, I'm going to go with that one because it could be either and say Charlie. So all of the scents were real except for Tiger Blood because that was a hint oh, wow. towards Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. It is Charlie. Wow. Charles I didn't Revson. Even catch that. Yeah, <laughs> Charles Revson, uh, Charlie, Charlie Blue is the scent. All right, that is the end of round one. John, please give us our score update. All right, well, Jeremy does have a little bit of a lead, but anything could happen in round two. Jeremy has 60 to Michael's 20. He does. All right, it can go either way. Um, but because Michael started off round one, that means, Jeremy, you're going to get to pick for Michael to start off round two, and it's going to be fashion, right? Oh, yeah, feel my pain. No. Fashion. <laughs> fashion. Fashion. I'm pulling Charlie, that's for damn sure. <laughs> right. My grandmother used to have, like, all of these perfume bottles across, and I'm like, now some of them are, like, straight-up brand names, like, thinking mm -hmm. of what she used to have, because, you know, as a kid, you used to spray them all and smell them. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's the only one I think of that even could yeah. be a guy's name. <laughs> the go. rest of them were, yeah. You said fashion, right? Oh. Yes, sir. All right, we're starting this round off in the 60s. Okay. In the 60s, hippies were fans of what soft leather slipper or shoe coming from the Algonquin language Pohatan and has since been generalized to mean any kind of native Indian sewn footwear. Moccasin? Moccasin is correct. Whoa! There you go. <laughs> that, that was another one, like, if it's not moccasin. <laughs> what else could nope. it be? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. No matter what happens in this game, I got a fashion question, right? There you go. <laughs> All right, Mr. Turner, what do you want to give to Mr. Goodson? Oh, um, do some politics. Okay. The decade is the 70s. <laughs> All right. You know what? You did good last time. Who reigned as Pope from August 26th to September 28th in 1978? Even though his reign was only 33 days long, he is still only the 11th shortest reigning pope in history. Okay, well, I will say this. Even though I'm not a very religious person now, I did grow up Catholic. Okay. Uh, I believe right before John Paul II, who mentioned earlier, was Pope John Paul I. John Paul I is correct. Sure. <laughs> well done. Only 33 days, but still... Uh, only the eleventh shortest. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah, there were some that were like days. Like yeah, or there, I think there's one that was even like a day. Like exactly, like like less than a week. Like it's it's yeah. insane. It's insane. All right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Michael? Uh, let's give Michael. 
slang. Okay. Well, we're getting a lot of 70s questions. So that means is it 70s as well? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I, I, I just thought you were just talking in general because, yeah, we are. But okay, all right. <laughs> all right. For Mr. Turner. In the 70s, if you were asking if someone understands your meaning, you would say what? I don't think it was referring to tossing a Fast and Furious DVD. It's a terrible hint. <laughs> One more time for me, please. In the 70s, if you are asking if someone understands your meaning, you would say what? I don't think it was referring to tossing a Fast and Furious DVD. From the clue, I'm just going to have to guess, are we diesel? Are we diesel is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? I don't know. Did they also use this in Tokyo? If you catch my drift? God damn it. It's do you catch my drift is what I'm going for. <laughs> is a bad, bad hint, but yes, you catch my drift. <laughs> All right, getting the steal. And now, Michael, you have to give a category to Jeremy. Toys and games. Toys and games it is. And we finally have a 90s question. Okay. Nice. And we have a question from Simon Hood. Shaped like an ovioid timepiece, the Tamagotchi was a handheld digital pet released in 1996 in Japan and 97 to the rest of the world. You had to hatch it, care for it, play with it in order to keep it alive. What is the literal translation of Tamagotchi into English? Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> um, I, I think I, I always thought it was just Tamagotchi, but apparently <laughs> if there's a translation, let's say uh, pet monster. Pet monster is incorrect. And Mr. Turner, can you steal? Absolutely not. Uh, I will guess small present. Small present is also incorrect. <laughs> John, did you want to steal? Or John, no, John, you can't steal. <laughs> John, did you want? <laughs> John, did you want to guess? I'm gonna guess by your clue of ovioid timepiece. It's like egg watch. Egg watch oh. is correct. Oh. Nice, nice job I, paying attention yeah. to all the extra filler. That I had. I got stuck on what's the translation of Tamagotchi. My brain just shut off. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Ovioid timepiece. Because that's a weird thing to say. I would never say that normally. (laughs) All right. Uh, John, I forgot where we're at. What are we doing? Uh, Jeremy has to give me one. Yeah. What he said. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jeremy, you have to give Mr. Turner. What category? Let's do sports. Okay. And we're staying in the 90s. Wow, okay. We're we're getting a lot of back-to-backs in this game. There we go. What player successfully scored the only three-pointer of his career on February 16th, 1996 in a game against the Milwaukee Bucks? 
It was during his last season with the Magic. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is correct. The only yes. three-pointer of his career. <laughs> nice. Actually knew that one. Nice. <laughs> All right, Mr. Turner, what do you want to give to Jeremy? Left, we have food, literature, I, I apologize, literature, <laughs> uh, TV, music, and movies. You're ruining your, like own your own segments, day. Adam. I know it's my own game, and I screwed it up. <laughs> uh, food for you, Jeremy, please. Okay. We're going uh, to the 70s again. 70s. Okay, we have another question from Jackie LaFave. Herman Tarnower, or Tarnower was an American cardiologist and co-author of a 1978 best-selling diet book which promoted high-protein, low-carbohydrate intake. What was the name of this fad diet which was named for the town in New York where he practiced cardiology. Read that one more time, at least the first part. I, I got the he practiced cardiology, but the yep. meat. Herman uh, Tarnower or Tarnower was a an, was an American cardiologist and co-author of a 1978 best-selling diet book which promoted high protein, low carbohydrate intake. What was the name of this fad diet, which was named for the town in New York where he practiced cardiology? The only thing I can think of that, and I know it's not right because it's named after the guy who found it, and it's not this guy. The only low-carb, high-protein diet I can think of is, uh, it's newer too, but I'm going to say Atkins. Atkins is incorrect. Mr. Turner, can you steal? Nope. I'm just going to guess a town in New York. Um, Rochester. The Rochester diet is incorrect. Uh, yeah, this was a tough one. Very tough one. So it's very similar to the Atkins diet, but it actually came obviously before that. Uh, it's the Scarsdale diet. Ooh. Scarsdale diet. So, all right. No points awarded. All right. And so... um. Adam, you can, you can fact check me if you like, but I'm pretty sure the Atkins diet actually started in the 70s because I remember writing oh. a question about that, and oh. it actually started oh, so, way sooner than people think. Yeah, so I think it maybe became the, a fad in the 90s, though. Like, so it, maybe it the, Scarsdale, like the, the Scarsdale diet might have ripped off the Atkins diet. I'm not sure which one came first, though. I just okay. remember it was a lot earlier than I thought when I wrote a question about it, and this was like towards the beginning of us doing this podcast. Um, yeah, it says, it says, uh, Atkins, the Atkins diet is a low carb diet revised by Robert Atkins in the seventies. So I doesn't, I don't see a specific number or specific okay. uh, year, but so maybe the Scarsdale was a ripoff of At Atkins could be yeah. it. So more, you know, Atkins, Atkins <laughs> is not a neighborhood in New York. And so that's the important sure. part. So Indeed. we weren't going to get it right. Andy. I would have gone with Schenectady. All right. Where were we at, John? You, you confused me. I think it's Jeremy. my turn to pick. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to say literature because I'm not going to screw up your bit. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, it's the 70s again. <laughs> wow. All right. What science fiction novel by Philip K. Dick was published in 1977? The semi-autobiographical story is set in the dystopian Orange County, California, in the then future of June 1994, 
It was turned into a movie in 2006 starring Keanu Reeves. This is a Scanner Darkly? A Scanner Darkly is not a popular Philip K. Dick novel or a popular Keanu Reeves movie, but it is the correct answer. Well done. Good pull. Thank you. Good grab. I was, I was right. like, it's the animated one. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> yes. what is it? That's it. Scanner Darkly. All right. What do you want to give to Jeremy? And you can give him movies, music, or TV? TV. Okay. Your decade is the 2000s. Okay. We have a question from Vernon Heggie. What sitcom starring Elizabeth Perkins and Justin Louise, or Lewis uh, premiered Thursday, March 23rd, 2000, and only lasted four episodes? It was centered around a police department in the neighborhood on, a west si- on the west side of the southern tip of Manhattan. We like New York uh, uh, neighborhoods. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're landing on all that stuff. It's crazy. This, this is one of those on my short list. I have not seen it, but it's one of those. I love to watch just stuff that got canceled really quick or just uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. I love B movies too. Um, I think this is called battery park. Battery park is correct. Oh. And I can't believe you knew that one. <laughs> oh. Like there's no way I, I would have gotten that. No. No way. That's impressive. Uh, all right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Michael? Let's do music. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Lady Gaga released what debut album in 2008? It has sold over 6 million copies in the U.S. and included singles like Just Dance, Poker Face, Love Game, and Paparazzi. The Fame? The Fame is correct. Well done. All right, so we're going to end things off in movies for Jeremy. And what year will he get? He'll get the 60s. Get the 60s. Okay, and we have another question from Vernon Heggie. Toshiyuki Sakata, better known as Harold Sakata, won a silver medal in weightlifting in the 1948 Summer Olympics for the United States. He became a successful pro wrestler in the 50s under the ring name Tosh Togo, but it wasn't until 1964 after he became what famous villain that we know him as today. What was the name of this famous villain whose hat really made his outfit? Oh, uh, uh, James Bond guy. Uh, odd job. There you go. Odd job is <laughs> correct. It was <laughs> all waiting name? for yeah. waiting for that last hint. All right, John. What is uh, our score update? We have just finished round two. What do we have going into our final round? All right. Well, with his uh, Lady Gaga knowledge, Michael was uh, able to keep from getting doubled up going to this. Uh, Mike, uh, Jeremy has 100 and Michael has 60. Okay. So we can still go any way into our final round. Jeremy, as you have the lead into our final, what category, what to, what, what category do you want going into the final? Uh because of the years left, I think I'm going to shift a little bit. I'm going to go movies. 
Okay, as opposed to toys and games, which is your normal. Well, uh, we're crawling on up the decades in the movies. Your final one will be in the 70s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Mr. Turner, what category do you want to join for the final round? Music. Music, okay. And that decade will be the 90s. All right. So, gentlemen, I need you to write down your wagers based on 70s movies and 90s music. You're welcome to send it to me if you want. Yes, thank you, Mr. Turner. I see your wager. I'm trying to bring up the chat box. What were those scores again, just to make sure I'm not one doing this? 100 to 60. Okay. All right, we're going to start off in our 70s movies question. A family is traveling to California and their car breaks down. While searching for help, they realize they are not alone and that they are in the company of a group of violent cannibals. Name this 1977 horror movie starring Michael Berryman and Russ Grieve. And your 90s music question is a trip to the throwback lounge. Let me take a little sip of water here. Ah, there we go. So I... I'm going to sing part of this number 23 hit. Yeah, number 23 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. As Dun Young would say, mega hit. (laughs) I'm not saying mega hit, but I'm saying number 23 hit, and you have to name the group of this song, okay? Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. If you're in Tin Tin or Anne Boleyn, make a desperate move or else you'll win. Hey! <laughs> Sweet Jesus, that was beautiful. That was. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am here to remind you guys that we do have a little thing called the BFOP Network. And that BFOP Network, you can check out on BFOPnetwork.com. BFOPnetwork.com. You guys can find out so many different shows. If you guys like horror, if you like B-movies, if you guys like um, comic books, if you like music, movies, TV, whatever, you're going to find some kind of podcast that tickles your nostalgic fancy on the BeefUpNetwork.com. All right, Jeremy or Michael, do you need a refresher for either question? I am locked in. Ready to go. All right. Well, Mr. Turner, as you are behind, can you give me your two answers for the 70s movies and the 90s music question? Uh, The 70s movies question, I am assuming you are referring to one of the first uh, theatrical jaunts I don't even know if it hit theaters, but in one of the first Johns for horror auteur Wes Craven called The Hills Have Eyes. And for your musical uh, interlude, second in, second in, second in, if you're into ten rambling, make a desperate move or a truly. That is the loving sounds of Blues Traveler. All right. And Mr. Jeremy Goodson, what were your answers? Uh, no fanfare here. I had the exact same answers for the movie The Hills Have Eyes. And uh, yeah, Hook by Blues Traveler uh, for that song. It is a fantastic one to hear people who are good at it do it karaoke. <laughs> there you go. 
All right. Well, your correct answers are exactly what you both knew. It is The Hills Have Eyes and Blues Traveler with the song Hook. It is a phenomenal, one of my favorite, probably top 10 songs of the 90s, or at least top 20, top 30. That It's up there. It's so f- good uh sorry i had to bleep right. that. Our, this is this is my this is our clean podcast my bad <laughs> John's face, John, it's an audio medium john's face is the shock whoops his son listens his son listens i'm sorry i'm sorry buddy we'll have you on the podcast it'll be good you know that'll be good all right well that means you both have uh answered correctly and i need to know your two wagers we are going to start with mr turner uh well i was down um i you know as as i told when i when i fought mr lundberg everything from the second round on basically has been gravy for me and i'll explain that later if i get eliminated which i'm which i probably will here in a second but yeah i went all in all right and mr goodson what did you wager um i just safely went for the lockout and went 21 all right, John, could you please mathematicize us up and let us know who will be continuing into the finals of our tournament? With a final score of 121 to 120, Mr. Goodson is moving on to the championship <laughs> round. Woo! Well done. Michael, well great game. Great game, sir. Congratulations. A very tough fought game. Very well done. But, Mr. Turner, this is the end of your fairy tale yes. uh, no. No. <laughs> tournament run. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that. Jeremy's How are you go. making me edit? <laughs> you work in TV editing. You understand. It's tough. You can't do that. All right. But, um, you know, as uh, this is the end of your tournament run, please tell everybody whatever you want to say. This is your open mic night. Um, so, fun. Fun story, uh, long story. When uh, when I first signed up for you guys, you know, I thought this throwback trivia, pop culture trivia, this, this is my wheelhouse. I was like, I'm going to absolutely shine in this. And my first game with you guys, uh, I went up against Brian Harris, and I'm pretty sure I got locked out well before the final. And <laughs> And it actually made me consider like, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. I'm not good, I'm not good enough to play trivia anymore. I don't know. And so the fact that here we are, 90-some players, 100 players, however many are in this tournament, and I'm sitting in one of the final four seats, um, it's renewed a lot of confidence in myself in, in a lot of ways. So thank you, gentlemen, for that. Thank you for having me. Jeremy, fantastic game. Uh, love playing against you. Love to do it again sometime. But um, everyone out there, be good to yourselves. Believe in yourselves. You can achieve your dreams. I'm living proof. Beefcake. Beefcake. <laughs> well said, Michael. All right. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody who is listening right now. And Jeremy, you will come back into our Teddy Do Championship to take on Eric Eid yep. oh, in no. the there finals. It there it is. Oh, no. It's going to be a fantastic final. We're so super excited about it. Everybody, we can't wait to see y'all next week for the finals of our 2022 patron tournament. For John, I'm Adam. This is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. 
Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.